0: Did you take off your socks? I did. Okay, hang on. I need to edit my list. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Make yourself at home,
1: buddy. It's too hot with my socks on. Is it bothering you? Are your feet sweaty? No. Okay. Not now. (laughs) Not anymore. Wiped it all off on the carpet. No, I wiped it off on the socks before I threw them on the carpet. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: Hello and welcome to the We Rank Things podcast, a podcast where two lifelong friends reveal and discuss their personal top 10 rankings for various subjects. I'm Connor. And I'm Matt. And today we're going to be talking about our top ten simple pleasures. Ooh, but first,
1: this is the ASMR ready episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you drinking,
1: Matt? I'm having a lovely uh, homemade White Russian. I've nice. mixed it up from my usual beer. I figured yeah, something man. a little, a little more uh, simple was in order. It's just vodka, Kahlua. Three ingredients. Three ingredients. I use milk. It's three ingredients. Well, four if you count the ice, but really three ingredients. Typically, you're supposed to use cream, but I use milk because I'm like, I drink it more as a latte and less of a milkshake.
0: What do you drink? There you go. Uh, I've got the simple pleasure of Talking Rain, (laughs) naturally flavored sparkling water, lemon lime.
1: Never found Talking Rain appealing. It always just tastes like ass. Well,
0: first of all, no man, it's water. that's the, there's no I more there's no great. more simple pleasure than water. And and you get like well, the, then the list is over. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, number one, water, breathing. Um uh yeah, man, it's Costco. It, it's breathing. a Seattle Seattle company, and this is okay. actually not, but they do have caffeinated sparkling water, so that's awesome. What? Um yeah, talking rain has caffeinated sparkling water. Really? Yeah, buddy. But speaking of, like... uh, Kind of baffled. We might need to go off the air here. Speaking of simple pleasures, I've had the recent simple pleasure of being able to breathe while I sleep. Oh! (laughs) Team CPAP now, buddy. Join the club.
1: Here's the old man corner. Way too early in the episode. Getting old sucks.
0: Getting old sucks. I look like a fucking fighter pilot when I'm going to bed now. But, um... I'm waking Always, up refreshed, so I'll take it.
1: imagine that I'm scuba diving in my sleep because I know it's something I'll never do.
0: I've been dreaming. I missed, missed dreaming. There's a simple pleasure.
1: Yeah. We'll have to have a bigger conversation off the <laughs> air. But, uh, yeah. For those of you who are uh, in middle age and having trouble sleeping,
0: you know, go get checked yeah. out. You might don't, sleep. Right now. Don't wake up tired for eight years and just brush it off.
1: By the way, ResMed, the makers of our sleep apnea machines, if you want to sponsor the show, we have an open slot.
0: That's exactly also, right. Also, the
1: back scratcher company that you use, let's get them in the loop. This back
0: scratcher is from one of the most depressing places on Earth, Prairie Dog Town, <laughs> in Oakley, Kansas. That place sucks. Please don't sponsor the podcast.
1: <laughs> hey, I mean, I'll but it's a
0: good back scratcher. Oh.
1: Holy, we just, we lost our viewership in Kansas from that one, but you know what? <laughs> I'm willing to sacrifice it to forge ahead with these simple pleasures. We're talking about uh, very little things. They can be significant. They can be minor, but they're just those things that don't take a lot to explain. But they mean so much in your life. They bring yeah. joy in a way that you I, I didn't people...
0: quite know how to like define this, but I was like, okay, these are things that can kind of happen naturally in life. Happen to anyone. They don't cost money. It's just something that that can happen during your day or. Uh, well, a few of mine cost
1: money, but
0: a few years it, cost money. I don't know. I, I mean I mean I guess there's money involved with in a couple of mine. Like, it's crucial. Yeah, okay. I I'm real, dude, I'm really excited to hear your list.
1: Okay. Well, maybe that's a cue that we should just jump right in. Should we sure. go to number 10?
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: You want to hear my number 10? Yeah. My number 10 simple pleasure is when the weather is such that I can peacefully sleep, and this requires a certain level of cleanliness, when I can sleep uh, with no clothes on. Okay. Naked. And no sheets.
0: Uh, Well, like a top sheet.
1: No, not even that. When I lived in Florida...
0: No, the I... top... Like, the thing that covers your mattress... Well, yeah, I mean, you've yeah, yeah.
1: got to see a fitted sheet on the mattress. Right. I'm not throwing a mattress on the floor and sleeping naked. I'm not like a heroin addict or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but like there there have been times uh, both in Florida, uh, in a dystopian wonderland in Florida or in other places where the weather's just perfect and like, I don't even need a sheet. I just feel so comfortable. It's like the transition from bed to regular walking around the transition from outside of the house to inside is perfect. And you just lay down and you comfortably fall asleep and it's just peaceful. It's peace. That's what it is. It's yeah. true. I don't have to be wearing any clothes. I don't have to put any clothes on or take any clothes off.
0: It's just, it's nice. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, do you use like other Action. blankets? Action
1: is is very like i don't know if i would ever entertain. no i wouldn't
0: do that man I, I i like a few more layers between like my bed and like my ass sweat yeah well that's i guess it's where the weather comes if in
1: if it's perfect you're not sweating okay yeah you know there there's no sweating involved there's no like not even like you know you're clamping them butt cheeks in a weird position together and there's sweat involved like it's just it's dry it's nice it's serene it's a simple pleasure. Do you
0: do this frequently?
1: No. I okay. rarely ever do. I don't think I've done it since I've been married.
0: That's I, what I was going to say. I don't think that would be a simple pleasure for Danielle.
1: <laughs> I have, yeah, I have a feeling my wife would interrupt the podcast to interject of how much she hated it. If it uh-huh. had happened since we've yeah. been married. Yeah. But, All yeah. right. what's your number 10? Uh,
0: my number 10 is... Stepping on a pine cone. And this is this is Why the
1: fuck would that be a simple pleasure?
0: I love, like when you're walking around and you see, like you walk underneath the tree and there's a bunch of, especially if they're really crisp pine cones and you can crunch them under your foot. The sound it makes and mm. the feeling it makes underneath my foot, like that, like that, like. Um it's domino wonderful. of just like crushing a pine cone under my foot. I love that. I love when, when you can really crunch it under your foot and you feel like you're walking on like a, a bag of Fritos or something like that. It's just like, <laughs> there's that, but there's I also
1: probably a, a lot more likely to happen than walking on a full bag of Fritos.
0: Yeah, I know. But there's also um these like rock hard pine cones that I found in Southern California and Long Beach, California. Specifically, I found... These uh rock hard pine cones they're like they have these thick little nubs on them and i I put a couple in my backpack I brought them home and uh i'll, I'll put I'll put those on the ground in my office and kind of massage like a natural foot massager kind of itch and massage my foot so stepping on a pine cone is twofold I like the 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 hard nubby ones for a natural foot massage, and I like the aesthetic crunch and sound of, of the crispier ones.
1: Man, you went real deep on pine cones. Yeah. Some might even say balls.
0: Deep. Very simple. Very simple. And anyone can walk on pine cones.
1: I, hey, if you've got a coniferous tree in within 100 miles of you, <laughs> you can experience this too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number nine?
0: Uh, my number nine, I didn't quite know how to name this one. I, I put down Trucker Blinkers and this is when um what? trucker blinkers. No, okay? I heard
1: the words, but yeah. I need an explanation.
0: Listen. Okay, so when you're driving on the freeway and you know, let's say you're you're in like a two-lane road, a two-lane freeway and it's getting a little jammed up and and you, and you put your uh put your blinker on, sometimes a trucker will flash his bright saying, "Hey man, it's cool. You can get over in front of me." You know, indicating that you can get okay. over in front of them. And so so I picked up on that, being that I drive a lot on the freeway. And so I've done it back to truckers sometimes if they're trying to get over, especially for them because they're so big, it can be really hard to drive it's those things. A,
1: it's a safety issue.
0: They appreciate it. If you give them a little flash of the brights, hey, go ahead. Go on in. And they get in, and then they give you a thank you. They'll turn on, like, their flashers and flash their lights at you as, like, a thank you. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing.
1: So this I picked up part...
0: on this, and this I, I enjoy being truck truck. a part of it being being a part of it
1: for the lay person this is such a delightful little bit of trucker etiquette and yep. you know i appreciate this because we have we may have had a friend at one point who is no longer a friend that taught us a bit about trucker etiquette but uh there's a great video out there if you ever want to get into trucker culture in a in a fun way john cena the pro wrestler does a um, it's an interview for a magazine on YouTube. I want to say it's like Esquire or something like that, or, or one of those fancy magazines, but he basically, they give him little cards with trucker slang and he explains it we're talking about the same kind of stuff it's like trucker yeah. etiquette on on the road and i it's funny that you mentioned cuz i actually do this too uh if i'm driving and uh, and i'm you know i'm not excessively speeding and there's truckers trying to get in front of me or find their way i always try to give them the courtesy try to see if they'll notice and and let them know
0: it's just yeah, some, man. Nice some little, of them have like for their little thing. thank you flashes sometimes they'll have like a uh, uh, like their I've signature never flash a thank you flash like sometimes they how do you they'll... have
1: a signature flash
0: well, they'll go like There's left only blinker, so right blinker, flash, 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 or something like that, you know?
1: Mm. Yeah, they're into it. So it's like close encounters of the third kind. They're
0: basically.
1: It's like the Simon thing. Simon, yeah, exactly. Lovely.
0: There you go. What do you got for number nine?
1: Uh, seeing someone vomit. <laughs> 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 I. <laughs> vomiting to be so funny and i and it's sort of like an outlier on this list of something that is a little horrific it's not serene at all it's very disruptive in any situation but for me it is just such a piece of natural comedy uh I, i do feel a little bad that it's it's built off of someone's suffering but at the same time as long as it's not like from a fatal disease or something like that, just it's vomiting. Yeah. Everybody vomits. It, it's universal. It's hilarious. I don't know. It just makes me laugh. Okay. It makes me feel joy That's inside. So funny,
0: yeah.
1: It's just source of joy for me.
0: <laughs> That's uh, so funny. One of my <laughs> there's a uh, a scout buddy of mine. He's an older guy, but he always tells whenever we're at the ballpark and Aerosmith comes on. He'll tell this story. He's like, "Oh man, I remember. He grew up in Oregon. He goes, "I remember riding up from Rainier, Oregon. I can't remember what kind of car he was in, but he was like, jam- he had to lay in the back of a car to catch a ride up to the kingdom to watch Aerosmith play." What? And he's like, "Yeah, this is, you know, back in the day like or whatever." 300-mile ride 70.
1: in the back of a car?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's I think he was a teenager and he he talked about getting so hammered and he's like, "I was in the kingdom, i was standing right about where second base is and and he'll always be like, and right when this song came on, I just projectile vomited everywhere.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I got so many good vomiting stories. Oh. Uh, I, But you know, the one that always sticks out as like a vomiting story that makes me chuckle is when you told me about yourself, about how you had a roommate in college, or, or not a roommate, but a, uh, a friend in college who farted so nasty that it made you vomit. And more than one occasion, if uh, I remember correctly.
0: No, wrong, dude. I farted so nasty oh. it made them
1: vomit excuse me for getting those details well, that, so that should make wrong. a lot
0: more sense to you dude
1: <laughs> oh man i would never want to be a fly on that wall but i would want to look into a window <laughs> and laugh at it
0: one of my proudest moments
1: oh beautiful
0: yeah. yeah awesome uh what's your number
1: eight uh my number eight is when Uh, And and this might be specific to me or or certain types of people, but uh, when a book, when books fit perfectly on the shelf, Mm. when like, especially if you have like a series of books or graphic novels or whatever that are from the same author and that, you know, you really love that author. So you want to look at all of their works together in this nice, neat little package uh, and, and on the same shelf. It's just so nice when, like, they fit real perfectly. And you don't feel like you have to squish any books to fit it in on the shelf. That's just, it's such a nice little thing. It's That's just great. great. Yeah. And, it's, you know, they're not leaning. You don't have to lean books. There's not extra gaps. It just fits so perfectly. And when you think about it, the odds of that really happening in the best way are so unlikely because of the different sizes of the things you're putting together. Like, the sheer mathematics of it just don't necessarily yeah. align
0: yeah no that's a great point i mean the flip side is i i i'll see like pictures online where there will be you know like a five dvd set or something like that and and the spines like all line up with like the title and then like the number at the bottom and then for whatever reason the fifth one is like different they'll like move it down a little bit and they're like people rage out about that shit
1: well i've got there's a particular set of graphic novels the sandman series from neil gaiman that i have I'm collecting a specific printing of the graphic novels just so that they look right on the shelf. Yeah. Because there's been different like anniversary versions, like the 10th, the 30th, whatever. And if you don't get the matching ones, they look stupid on the shelf. So right. yeah,
0: that's, that's, yeah, a, I mean, order
1: can be a big thing for me.
0: Looking at my bookshelf. Now there's a book that I buy every year, the, the baseball America prospect handbook where you know, Baseball America ranks the top 30 prospects for each organization, and right now, they take up a pretty significant chunk of one of my shelves. And I'm I'm wondering what I'm gonna do in a few years when they when I have to make a decision like, do I move oh, these? The
1: world's gonna come crumbling down. Two though.
0: shelves, or how do I how do I organize this? But yeah, so I feel you, man.
1: Well, what's your number eight?
0: My number eight is seeing a bald eagle, and um, oh, I love I love birds. I love bird watching um and bald eagles are like birding. birding yeah i'm, I'm a i'm you're a amateur birder it? um <clears throat> but uh they're just rare enough where you know every time you see one you're like oh look it's a bald eagle um so it, it's it's always kind of a cool thing to, to see and not not that i'm like patriotic like i think it's dumb to be like well, it's
1: more about nature than the symbolism right
0: absolutely yeah but i will say in terms of symbolism, there was, a, uh, there was a baseball game I was at with uh, one of my bosses. And there was, at this particular game, we were watching a, a high school pitcher, and it was his first start of the year. So there was probably about 40 different scouts there, maybe 45 scouts. And they're playing the, the you know, national anthem before the game. And as they're playing it, you know we're all standing there, and a bald eagle just soars right over the field. And it was awesome. oh
1: you can't help but feel a little bit of that America yeah when you see something like that happen yeah. so. it's it's kind of ingrained in us living in this country yeah. um, you know it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, we had a pretty special experience when we went up for my bachelor party we traveled from Seattle to Vancouver I don't know if you'll remember but there's a, a significant spot when you cross right before you cross the border to go from the U S to Canada when you're going to Vancouver via the train where it's right on the shore. And there was like 30 or 40 bald Eagles. Oh yeah. That was awesome. Sitting there like feeding. And it's just one of like, I mean, unless you live in Alaska in in an area where they're that heavily populated, most people don't see something like that in their lifetime. it was pretty special moment that, that commune with nature in that moment was, I don't know. It's great. So I, I like your choice. Is what i'm trying to say. <clears throat>
0: Thanks.
1: Yeah. So what's your uh, number 7?
0: that Number 7, yeah. Number 7 is like um that one guy in your town who's kind of like the the town crazy guy that you see every now and then around town and maybe you you might make up a nickname for him like with your friends like um it, growing up in Redmond we had this guy who I don't know if you ever saw him or if we ever talked about him, but there was a guy who would wander around downtown and he had like, he would wear like an Elvis wig and you'd, you'd see him and you'd be like, Oh, and you Wait, know, this is dude. You might
1: be bringing back some repressed memories for me. What What's with Redmond Elvis.
0: I mean, it was just this dude. It it's So, so, so the simple pleasure is like that one person in your town who, who is kind of like, the random person you see around who has, like, something odd about them. Who is
1: willing to be unmedicated? Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> this guy, you know, probably had some mental issues, but he wore this gigantic, like, Elvis-looking wig. And so we always called him Groovy Hair Guy, okay? So if you saw Groovy Hair Guy walking around, you go home, oh, I saw a Groovy Hair Guy today. Or maybe you would have a chance encounter with him. And now, at my current house, um, there's this guy who I see – He's always running on, like it's called the Bothell River Highway. For people who don't know, it's basically just like a four or five lane road, like, busy like forty five mile an hour road. But he's always running alongside it, and he's got like almost like a speedo. He always wears like the shortest shorts. So I like call him speedo hot in buttons. January. Oh, all times of year, dude. He'll run oh, in the rain. This man. guy, I mean, you can tell he's got a really good runner's body he's really leaned out out. he looks like a uh i always joke that he looks like a a retired political science professor that's just kind of the look (laughs) he has to him but i call him hot buns because he's always running around with with the little booty shorts on um so yeah just that one guy in your town who stands out who you always see and you and and the funny thing is like i've brought him up to my neighbors i've been like hey you ever see that guy running around with like the little booty shorts and they're like oh yeah that guy you know so everyone kind of takes notice of of that person and <laughs> uh, I'm sure every town has, you know, their Everybody's version of got their own set or, of hot buns. Their hot buns. Yeah. Nice. What's um, your number seven?
1: Fantastic. My number seven, totally different direction, but um, a well-balanced sandwich, a perfectly balanced sandwich, yeah. is a lovely, simple pleasure. And this is one. Of, this is the thing that I thought of when you were talking about like having the money for something, because for some people. The sandwich needs to have a lot of accoutrement. It needs to have many ingredients. I personally will, will tend to beer towards meat and cheese and bread. But, you know, the occasional bit of, uh, of sauce or, or lettuce or onion will be good. But just when it's that sandwich you have where, like, especially when you're at home and you make it yourself and just like, it's just for you. It's not something off a of menu. You got the right amount of each little piece of it, whatever is your perfect thing. And every bite is just it's just so great. It's like yeah. food doesn't it's have simple. to be decadent. It doesn't have to be uh, you know, bigger than life. Uh it just like sometimes it's nice for it to just be perfectly balanced and delicious and also sustaining.
0: Yeah. That's that's perfect. a great point. A great I mean I love a BLT a, and that's just three things. You know, bread, bacon, lettuce, and tomato, and probably mayonnaise.
1: That that makes me disgusted, but I know, you know <laughs> I like something where it's like, you know, turkey and, and provolone or, or ham and swiss or yeah. uh, occasionally like a you know what really gets me going if it's done right? It's like turkey, bacon, lettuce, onion. Okay on, on like whole wheat. Uh, and I'm sure that other people have a lot of things in, with like mayo involved and several other ingredients, maybe so like a Monte Cristo or whatever they may have. But just a sandwich where like whatever you like, whatever you like is in the perfect amount altogether. It's just, boy, it's such a nice food. And sandwiches are go. so universal.
0: Well, this uh, is a great place. Like for, for, I've been for wanting to interject. Perfect. I've been wanting to update my list. From season one, our, our favorite fast food restaurants. I was a Jimmy John's guy for the longest time, but you know what? I'm firmly Jersey Mike's now. They're they they make a better oh, sandwich. Shit. Yeah,
1: you have converted from the Evil Empire to Jersey Mike's. That's right. Yep. Hey, well, if nothing screams sponsorship, or if anything screams sponsorship, this will Jersey and Mike's. Hey, speaking of Jersey
0: hey. Mike, shout out to podcast listener Mike Canan, friend of the pod.
1: Hey, and Mike, go to Jersey Mike's and get a Philly cheesesteak because it's about the only place you'll ever get a reasonable Philly cheesesteak that isn't in Philly or, uh, you know, authentic Philly style.
0: Well, he's in Philly all the time, so he can get well, the Mike, deal. Well,
1: Mike, you can go fuck yourself because I'm jealous <laughs> of oh, you get a Philly steak. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you know? Nice. That, that I feel like sandwiches are universal. You can go to just about any country any culture and they have something that is either a sandwich or very very close and at some point i think we should probably have a whole episode on is a hot dog a sandwich but i'm not going to break into that here
0: yeah okay there you go it's it's a raging debate so we're going to keep this simple
1: we're going to keep it pleasurable what's your number six
0: my number six is talking on helium (laughs) and how funny it is man it's so funny it's one of those things where it's like man that was funny when i was like five years old and it's still funny you know it it's just hilarious it's so simple just take a little take a little sip of the helium out out of the balloon and your voice goes up a couple octaves and it's hilarious well
1: And, and oh sorry go ahead
0: as as like an honorable mention to this I wanted to put this on the list. I put it as an honorable mention for number six because it's sort of like the visual representation of talking on helium. But one thing I used to love doing when I was a kid is is taking like uh, one of those thick rubber bands, maybe from like the newspaper or something like that, like a wire y- or but like produce. One decade. of those big purple rubber, no, one of those big purple rub- rubber bands that's around like a stalk of celery or something like that. Yeah. And you like, stretch it out like, the strength rubber bands yeah yeah so so i would always take those and i would put a, a, a corner of it or i'd put wrap it around like the corner of my desk and stretch it out and then write on it like i'd write my name or i'd write you know whatever Connor and then was here. and then let it go and then it it totally shrinks the text into like very very small very like condensed text and you can kind of like stretch it out to make it wider or I don't know if that, so yeah, this that's
1: weird this thing. is a good example of Old Man Corner where you find out what people did before the internet.
0: <laughs> this yeah, is exactly. where
1: when you kids ask a question for those like three kids that'll ever hear this, what did people do before the internet? Write that's your name on wear. a industrial strength rubber band and then let go of it that's it's endless do. fun. It's like ball the, on a stick <laughs> or and the ball,
0: other, ball the other the, the other thing I, I did all the time when I was a kid is I would just write the word fuck on a piece of paper. And then, and then so I so I wouldn't get in trouble, I would change it to book. I would change the F into a B, and the U into an O, and the C into an oh, O. And then it says, man. I'm like, nope, I just wrote book on that piece yeah, of paper.
1: There you go, kids. If yep. you want a way out, you can get the angst out and then cover it up. You, you can learn how what it takes to be a politician in the simplest of terms. <laughs> cover it up.
0: Okay, what's your number six?
1: Uh, my number six is actually cracking my neck at mm. the right point. I, I would say cracking my back, but I found the neck thing to be a little bit more satisfying. Uh, I've seen conflicting things otherwise, a, a, as to whether this is a good or a bad thing like for your overall health. But like sometimes my neck gets a little tight, and you know you like do the side to side of the turn, and you get a little pop because the yeah. uh, little things in between your vertebrae are adjusting. But it's when you do that and you get a nice big clunk and you feel like everything shifted back into the right position because occasionally that does happen. And it's just like you feel like your neck is in the right place. You feel like your head's in the right place. You feel like you've just realigned yourself completely by just cracking your neck a little bit. Just a little thunk. And, uh, you know, that's, that's an a nice little like anything it's especially in the stress of being an adult after the age of twenty five. Like having something that makes you feel like, Hey, I'm back to normal. Boy, isn't that nice. Yeah.
0: I don't crack my neck that often and I'm I'm always uh, like
1: <laughs> I don't wanna
0: like crank it, you know. But I've definitely I love... cranked
1: it too far. Just hoping that it would happen and then be like, Oh wow, I actually like pulled a muscle or like maybe I permanently <laughs> injured myself. Luckily it hasn't happened yet
0: but i do I do love cracking my knuckles and and oftentimes I can get my knee to kind of pop, and that feels good, so yeah, I feel you, man. Yeah, you know like a lot of people do I, I have people
1: in the program that I'm in in right now for graduate school where uh they've mentioned they sometimes they crack their knuckles to relieve the stress. It's the same kind of thing, only it's a yeah. <clears> for me personally, and I think for some people, it's just a centering sort of. Uh, cracking it's a big enough joint in your body a big enough focal point in your body too yeah if you can get it to happen boy is that nice
0: similar sort of like that like relief feeling is when like your ears are, are plugged up after you yeah or like that, and then they finally just they
1: finally oh. pop and it almost feels like liquids draining out of your ear. yeah hoping it's not yeah. blood <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah that's like, a good one yeah. yeah well what's your number five
0: my number five is a tree-lined street. So, really? like, yeah, man, when you're when you're driving around and you turn into like an old neighborhood, and sometimes it's like it's just an old old neighborhood where they've got you know big oak or maple trees like between the street and the sidewalk, and it just they come up and they kind of, they kind of like the leaves the branches kind of crown over the the middle of the mm-hmm. street, and you kind of create this like tunnel almost kind of atmosphere i love that or if it's like um you know like a parkway where there's cars on one side of the road and then there's like a median with the trees in the middle that's awesome too um the most extreme example was a place i went on my honeymoon on uh, the island of Kauai. they have they have i I can't remember if it's called like tunnel road or tree i think it's called tree tunnel and there's a road where the trees really do create like a actual tunnel that you drive through um but you know the, the one you encounter more often is just you know your classic uh, neighborhood we from like, the like early, the early 1900s or the 1950s or whatever where it's just just nice you know um are you talking nice about like symmetry trees. like
1: symmetry makes a big difference or just like yeah just having the trees
0: The the symmetry is a big part of it because normally, if it's like a well done old neighborhood, you know you've got these girthy oak and maple trees, and they're kind of like staggered, or there might be like placed in the same places on each side to create that that symmetry. Yeah, symmetry definitely plays into it. But it's 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 the symmetry, and then just
1: it's funny that you mentioned that. It's funny that you mentioned that because I've got kind of like. The ultra depressing side of that, but also the really lovely side of it. As um, you know, my, my as with many people with their parents, there's not a lot of things always that can connect you with your parents. Uh, I think my dad and I. Uh, There's a certain love for nature that it always connected us. It's kind of a funny thing. Uh, But he has told me stories about how his street in Philadelphia, Northeast Philadelphia, used to look back in like the 60s, the 50s, where it had a bunch of big old oak trees. And it was the most beautiful tree-lined street. And I have pictures. I have plenty of pictures from the neighborhood that you just, you see a glimpse of that. And like, wow, it must've been like so idealistic. And and it was like, almost enchanting of like walking into this beautiful suburbia at the time where like you think everything's going to be all right. Uh, And then they removed those. And now it looks like a rundown wasteland. Uh, So it's kind of depressing looking back on it, but you know, like those memories and that nostalgia is so much more significant because of it, but there's actually a place locally here uh, close to where I live. Uh, uh, it's actually down in Tacoma. I used to drive every day when I was working for a brewery on this street on uh, 6th Avenue, uh, or just off of 6th Avenue, rather, this uh, street called Pine Street, which runs north, north-south north in Tacoma. And if you go close to the E9 Brewery uh, and you're going through the neighborhoods, it is and, and most of Tacoma is much like Seattle where a lot of it was truly developed in like the 20s or uh early in the century and uh while it has been modernized and uh, uh you know some of the houses are updated it's one of those cities uh and I think like Cleveland might be like this some areas of Philadelphia are like this there's a lot of cities throughout the country that have like a like a very distinct for most of the city uh, uh, influence that has been left over from almost a century ago. But the way the trees are lined up and the light, you know, the width of the street is very specifically from that time. It's very picturesque and the trees are still what they used to be they're deciduous they got leaves that change in the fall and it looks beautiful and when you're driving through it the right time of year for like two weeks it's just gorgeous they the leaves perfectly line the street they don't litter the middle of the street it's like bright yellow and bright orange and bright red and just it's like magical it's like for a few seconds on your drive to work before you get depressed by the shit you got to deal with at work (laughs) you're just like oh wow Mm -hmm. Like yeah, nature man. still exists, it's still wonderful. The the hope for a wonderful world is still there, uh, but yeah, tree line street. I can you get relate. It.
0: You get it, yeah.
1: Hey, hey. What's hey, your number
0: five?
1: Uh, my number five is when you genocide those trees and you make new paper or new books or, most specifically, mm-hmm. a new comic book. Uh, when you have a, a new publication. Uh, You get, uh, I I was tempted to say like hot paper off the printer, but I mean, I'm thinking more like brand new book, brand new comic book where the paper just like, it feels crisp, it feels untouched, it feels immaculate. And it's like, it smells different. Yeah. And it's almost like, it's almost like it's got something radiating off of it. It's just lovely, and it's it's perfectly good. It's before everything gets ruined when you start touching it, and yep. and people start mm-hmm. handling it, and you start going through the pages, and you know, uh, you know, eating something while you're reading and leaving fingerprints on it for generations yeah. to see. And just like new paper, new books. It's yeah. just I, I love that like hot off the press like truly right out the press feel.
0: I, I used to deliver newspapers in high school and college. And I, I used to love like in in college, especially it, it, I got more of this because I would, I would get a huge van and like fill it with uh, all the newspapers in the back of the van and then drive around the school campus and, and deliver the school newspaper. Gosh. And um, <clears throat> I love the smell of like, uh, that that many newspapers and, and the ink and paper that it produces and even yeah i mean i relate even when i when i get well, a i'm new surprised
1: book. i didn't know this about you that you did that job in college
0: yeah i mean you knew i did it in high school and in well, high school it was more just like um deliver delivering the the local paper at a retirement home so it was only a couple stacks so i didn't really ex- i mean I, I still got that a little bit but when you fill a whole van with like that many School newspapers. Actually, Cheryl and I did it together, and and we only did it for a. So uh,
1: that's how you guys got horny for each other.
0: Uh, we only did it for like uh, a quarter. I th- I think. Um, I don't know if they wanted me to do it again because the the van I used was school property, and I busted off one of the rearview mirrors, trying to back wow. it out of my <laughs> back it out of my driveway. So I ruined uh, school property. Too much of a
1: liability to deliver. Uh, newspapers boy it was
0: it was awesome because i got to i got to drive like i got to like go over the curb and drive like on the sidewalks and shit which was sweet um but yeah i mean even when i get like a new paperback i'll I'll find myself kind of like quickly thumbing through the pages and kind of sniffing the the newness of the paper (laughs) so i I feel you on that that one too yeah
1: uh, fun fact about me, I have a, rele- a, a, a allergic, an allergic reaction to newsprint. You do? It makes me like sniffle and snuffle and and uh, get stuffed up and sick if I uh, handle too much newsprint. Wow. I don't, I'm, I don't I'm surprised you're way. not
0: a Republican, then. <laughs>
1: oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> political zingers. Yeah, every thank you. Angle. Yeah, We're thank every
0: you. Every Um what is your number 4?
1: Uh my number 4 is a newly cleaned shirt that fits perfectly. Yes. Um there's a couple layers to this. It's a very simple thing, just putting on a shirt and it's just like, ah, it fits perfectly. It's clean. But uh for me in particular and and I'm sure there are people who can empathize with me, I have a bit of a strange body type where uh, there is some remnants of a former decent physique, but also a bit of a gut. Um, And, you know, it's hard to find a shirt that fits well, especially in a world of uh, athletic cut shirts for men. Uh, I think that the the ideals for men and women's... uh, (laughs) garments have gone far beyond reality but uh you know it it can be really hard even if if you uh, expand your searching options to find something that really fits you right uh and especially when it gets cleaned especially when it's like you can still get the warmth about the dryer like you just did the laundry and like you need a shirt at the moment laundry's ready first thing in the morning or laundry is ready when you're changing a shirt in the afternoon for whatever reason it's like just a little warm and crisp and it fits nicely you don't have to like feel like you adjust or stretch just like it just goes on it's it's that whole thing it's like putting I mean this could be anything it could be a glove going on that just goes on right the first time it could be a pair of pants that don't require any hemming or any like stretching or like a belt or whatever just like that shirt that just goes on perfectly.
0: Yeah, man. I feel that. I mean, this um, pandemic has been bad for my health. I, I made a joke to a friend the other day. I'm like, man, the the pandemic's been so bad for my health. I, I would have been better off just getting coronavirus. I mean, a lot of my uh, favorite shirts aren't fitting anymore. Oh, and so I feel of- you on that. I had to uh, had to up, up my size. And, and I know what you mean, because I just put on a new shirt that i got the other day and i put it on and i'm like oh yeah you don't have to worry about making sure your the bottom of your belly isn't hanging out or well
1: and that's what i was going to bring up as like i really dislike the false sense of security that i got when i put on a shirt and it feels like it fits great and then i lift up my arms in triumph and <laughs> my belly gets <is> exposed <laughs> to the bottom and i know, you know just having just, that just that peace of like mind
0: man like longer. You know, baseball players always like to say like, you know, people always ask like, hey, why do baseball players wear like chains and all, you know, it's like, hey, man, if you look good, you feel good. And if you feel good, you play good. You know, it's like okay. psychological.
1: That's basically what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah. if I go out there and I want to perform, I want to look good. I want to feel good. I want my security to be there inside myself, be holistic and, and be great. It's one body, one mind. Bro, I'm 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 centered.
0: Word. Word.
1: basically what i was saying with this <clears> thing yep. about being fat ass and yeah. not having a shirt that fits correctly yeah man what's your number four
0: uh, skipping rocks i i could do it for hours oh, i could do it and in... are we talking like skipping rocks
1: on land or sea or or oh what specifically are we talking about
0: on land bro you know skipping rocks like on a lake or okay okay river? Just, yeah just
1: want to make sure we know what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah, get when, with your skipping. Okay, rocks. yeah. For for our listeners who don't know what skipping rocks is, it's where you find a flat rock and you throw it, kind of like underarm, oh, sidearm.
1: Fuck yourself! <laughs> I know what skipping rocks
0: is. Yeah. Well, I love skipping rocks. I could do it until my arm fucking falls off, and I do actually like every summer. Every summer, you know, Cheryl's family typically takes a trip up to Birch Bay. And I'll sit there. I mean, I'll sit there for hours and skip rocks. And really, know, I've got my nieces and nephews oh. all trained to like find rocks for me to skip because they like watching me do it. I can skip them, you know, 15, 20 times sometimes.
1: Well, you know, this doesn't surprise me as much as it initially did when I begin to think a little bit about what I know about you. Uh, and the fact that you uh, used to be a pitcher. And I mean, we, we played baseball together many times. And, uh, you know, like you kind of got like a natural, uh, what do you call it? Like a natural, you take naturally to being a pitcher. It's like some, it's a, it's a physical thing that it, it comes naturally to you. And, yeah. uh, and I definitely see the joy and like, especially if you can skip a rock like two three times and you're like "Hmm, maybe i just suggest my form a little and you shuck it just right and you get like four or five and like hey look!" i mean at hey that. dude
0: think it's about it smart. like this think about natural it's like selection
1: just have it just happened to be perfect
0: think about natural selection matt we're all here because at one point our ancestors were good at throwing rocks or throwing a spear I guess it's, it's in all of our DNA. Okay.
1: I'm, so some of them might've been trappers. Some of them might've said, Hey, I'm in the group with the guy that throws a real good spear. <laughs> and I can talk my way into I'm
0: friendly. In uh, um, no, but yeah, I love it. I want to go I, to, uh,
1: I make those people laugh that throw the spears.
0: <laughs> I want to go to Mackinac Island in Michigan because, um, they 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 don't allow cars on the island for one so you got to like walk around or ride a bike but i guess they make some really good fudge um but they also have every year they have the the uh like world rock skipping competition every don't summer say.
1: Well, our our good friend Fernando, and of course friend of the podcast, him and I went on a road trip uh, where we went by Mackinac Island, but we didn't actually stop because we didn't have time. But yeah. yeah, not too far from where he lives. It's a, it's a great area, especially in the summertime or the early fall like we went to. Very scenic. I'm not surprised they have some fun competitions like the Rock Skipping. It's and delightful. I mean, I don't...
0: I don't know if you've watched any documentaries about people puking or sniffing comic books, but I've watched a documentary about skipping rocks.
1: Uh, well, for those of you following the show, if you know about documentaries about funny puking or um, skipping rocks, whatever the hell it may be, pass it along. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready
0: for it. What's your number? What are you on? Four, three, three? We're on three. Three. What do you uh, got?
1: My number three, actually, I thought of this recently, and it's been something that I really love, and this is very, um, it tends to get a little existential for me, uh, but it's when you can feel the season change. Okay. Uh, And this has happened in a bunch of different ways for me. Um, It's when I, there was, uh, I, I think specifically of a time when I lived in Florida, and in Florida, like, there's really only two seasons there's hot and not so hot um which has changed a little with global warming i guess or or excuse me climate change uh where like it's gotten crazy cold at sometimes but generally it's like once hurricane season is over uh in about february or march things change and then uh again when you get to like maybe the end of August, early September, things change again. But it's like you can feel physically with your body the barometric pressure change. You feel the temperature go from one temperature to like 10 degrees less or 10 degrees more. Like the season has significantly changed. And in Washington State, where we live, it's a big thing where uh, not too long ago, maybe a week ago, I walked outside and it – had, you know, the summer had been waning, it's a, you know, uh, uh, they, some people will call it an Indian summer. I don't think that's a necessarily politically correct term. Um, but it's sort of like that summer warmth lingers into the fall, into the autumn. But there's always this one day where I walk outside. Even if I'm taking the garbage or if I'm taking a walk or, or doing whatever. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, the air is like, it's nipping at my skin. It's yeah. like crisp, and instead of like mm-hmm. having the humidity, it's crisp. And like, I'm like, oh shit, the the season just changed. I literally felt the difference from one day to the next of the season changing. And it's uh, it's just a it's a strangely delightful thing because you know, like winter doesn't always mean the best things. It's gonna be cold for a while. It might be miserable. Uh, spring coming might be way too damp or or rainy or whatever. It might, but like that also those things bring other things like the the rain brings more flowers as they say the the showers bring the flowers and and the, uh it harkens to the next season but it's sort of that like that little change throughout the year it marks a certain uh a certain point um a certain milestone in in the passing of time a significant change that when you actually get to feel it 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 triggers an emotion within you and and it feels special. And it's like those rare moments where your comical humanity actually connects with nature. And it's like nature is giving you a signal and you get a chance to give a signal back.
0: Okay. Okay. Like yeah, I, get nice. real,
1: I get real deep and existential with it in that very moment. It lasts for about a half a second, and I'm like, "God damn it, I gotta <laughs> separate this garbage!" Or like you know, the, something's like fell out of the bag, and it's dark, and I can't see it on the ground, and I'm picking up garbage with my bare hands. Uh, but before that horrible moment, I get this nice, lovely feeling of like, "Oh, I felt the season change. Yeah. Uh, I felt I felt in commune with nature for a half a second. It's just beautiful, beautiful nice. moment." Yeah. So, what's your number three?
0: Uh, my number three is getting a baby to smile at you, and this is probably not mm. necessary. I mean, definitely not unique or anything like that. That's but it's great. It's fun. Oh yeah, one of those things I always find myself doing if I'm, you know, in line at the grocery store. You know, before I was wearing a mask everywhere, in, in line at the grocery uh, store, uh. like playing peekaboo with a stranger, little baby, and just you know, getting getting babies to smile at you. It always feels really good. Get-
1: getting humans to reciprocate joy before they're corrupted by life
0: exactly yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man i mean having being becoming a father in the last year and a half uh has amplified that feeling and there there are a few feelings in life that are better it's a simple thing like getting a baby to laugh usually actually isn't too hard if you're if you're not an inept creep um and it's just so it's so joyful and it's so pure joy because like mm-hmm. especially with babies like they don't know a lot in general but like they don't know how to express emotions that are complex or nuanced it's like happy sad hungry i have to shit and yeah. like if you can get the right one out of those four it's a magical moment and it's just it's special that like yeah just yeah, a li- one of those little
0: things, sure. just kind of lifts you up a little bit, you know. So yeah. it's good for everyone.
1: Yeah. What's your number two?
0: My number two is driving in the summer with the windows down. Oh. Just that feeling of like Another especially weather especially like at night, but day- daytime is fine too. But like um, I love it at night when the when the air is warm and you can just have all the windows down. and but it's not cold at all, and you're just um you know you got your hand out the window and you're kind of feeling the air as you drive along and you got your music going and just like that feeling uh i love to paint it doesn't
1: for the viewers connor is actually waving his hand up and down
0: as if it were out of window yeah we're recording this on skype so we can see each other because we can't be in the same room but uh um yeah i mean growing up in in seattle you know you don't get it's not like, like you said with Florida or California where they can do this kind of all the time. So maybe just the fact that it's a little bit more rare for us. I love it. Well, you know? but I
1: think, uh, you know, it, the the rarity definitely amplifies it. But in other places I've lived around the country, I have known people who are locals who will still take advantage of that. And like you see a sort of childish delight when you see them do it, even if they do it multiple times a day that's
0: true the, i would do it, i would do it any chance it, i get you're right
1: you still like it's like yeah. uh, hey we're human we all like it it's great it's like you like it's still appropriate to enjoy that little tiny pleasure in life and that's yeah. kind of the point of this list is like even if you you know 99 percent of the time take it for granted people will still catch you in that moment where you're enjoying it and, you know yeah man. Eh, i like the
0: little thing yeah exactly yeah not and it's not even like waving my arm around it's just like the feeling of like yeah, being able to have the windows down and not be cold and not have to worry about the wind and just just that, that perfect to your face right temperature yeah for sure man oh yeah yeah what do you got what's your number two
1: well my number two is a a lovely thing that may be a little bit more prominent to the northwest but i i have experienced it at other places too and it's what happens when especially when it's pretty dry, and there's a new fresh rain mm. and there's this thing that happens, and there's a word for it i'm gonna mention in a minute, but when it rains the uh the water actually hitting the ground and hitting the surface that that is hitting uh uh it agitates the area and it agitates the molecules and agitates everything to create a smell and that smell of a fresh rain is called petrichor yeah and it's this lovely wonderful thing and I, I don't know that i've ever experienced it anywhere where it smells the way it does in the northwest because of like the natural uh uh flora and and the the plant life and and the kind of the way things always are like getting an extra sniff of it is gonna smell different than other places in the country and in the world but um just that smell of fresh rain bringing the aroma of of the earth and the aroma of your surroundings just in a nice fresh way and it always seems to be all the nice things about the the plant life around you and all the nice things about the environment around you, that fresh rain brings that petrichor that that's that smell up. And if you're taking a walk after a fresh rain, or or if you're walking around while that little drizzle of that first rain of the season comes down, it's just a nice smell. It's really, it's lovely. It makes, it's another one of those things where it makes you kind of feel connected to nature and, and just, you know, it just, just feel like you have a moment to appreciate the natural things in the world and in life. It's it's very lovely.
0: It's very it's lovely. funny. It's like it it's it's such a unique thing. And it but it's also very hard to describe, I feel like. If you're if well, someone yeah. didn't know what you were talking about, they're like, what does it smell like? You're like, well, it only it kind of only smells like that, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it it's also something that I think most people have smelled before. And if they if you talk about it enough like, oh yeah, I do I know what you mean. Like it, it and it smells a little different for everyone. There's a little more dust or a little more moss or a little bit more grass or whatever it may be in the smell. But it's like the earth freshly nourished by rain. It's a very like boo, 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 like, like out there poetic concept, but at the same time it's a very like real, uh easy Sort of simple pleasure type thing.
0: Oh, yeah. That, that oh. any
1: person could find joy in. And it's for me personally, it is very significant.
0: Yeah. And I feel, I don't know, maybe this is just me because just being around people, I feel like we like it a little bit more here in the Northwest because it rains so frequently. Like rain is such a part of our life. Well, you know? yeah.
1: And I mean, it's a special rain. Like, because we get rain. We And the misconception about the Northwest, if we're. To go into it is that like it's just raining all the time. It's just constant rain. But it's not like dumping rain. Right. Sometimes a lot of the time it's just drizzle. It's just dreary um when it's raining. But we're talking about what I'm talking about at least is when the rain is fresh, when it's been dry yes. for a while. When it's when it hasn't rained in a few days. It's that and first it's, like, one. Yeah. First little that little tinkle. The little so dribble. for whatever reason, yeah. I guess this
0: is just a misconception that I had. I, I thought for some reason that like um, like asphalt and concrete played a part in that. So, like, well, they might.
1: I think okay. in some places they do. I think that's mixed in.
0: Yeah, I and mean, maybe that's and just like
1: natural mineral aroma from the stone. I think comes up with it. Okay. We'd have to talk. We'd have to find some way to interview a scientist to really verify that. But I don't know what's going to happen on this podcast.
0: No. no but definitely, yeah.
1: I'd, but I mean, by the same token, if we're going to reason our way to asphalt making a good smell, uh, when it's falling, when rain's falling on the ground, there's going to be rocks and shit. Yeah, there's right. there's going to be a lot of rocks in the soil, and that's going to be part of the that thing you smell. It's very ethereal. Yeah. It's very of the earth.
0: <clears throat> you think there's any like uh, you said, petrichor?
1: It's called Petrichor, yeah. You think there's like
0: Petrichor cool. candles or Petrichor cologne or anything Man, like that? I hope
1: There is. I'll fucking wear that cologne.
0: Oh, dude, what if you had Petrichor laundry detergent and you could have a Petrichor smelling perfectly fitting shirt? I,
1: well, I think I'd be I'd be well on my way to a divorce if I put that on every day. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't. I think my wife would would like me to smell just a little less like nature. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now at this point. Do you have any major? I know you you've talked about a couple uh, outside the list things, but are there any major things that didn't quite make the list?
0: Um, we'll yeah, mention. there's a couple. Let me see. Um,
1: I put seeing my paycheck go through.
0: Yeah, there you go. I That's put a a, a pet band at a high school basketball game. I really Real. love. Oh yeah, man, I, that I love. Actually, makes me kind of angry. Why? You were you were in the pep band. I know.
1: It's it should seem a little ironic, but I don't know. It's just adds.
0: So I love. I just love like the energy it brings. Like it just automatically adds some energy. I love the sound of like brass instruments blaring, and then I love when they do like you know their own little rendition on like a you know rock song or whatever, and they kind of incorporate that in. I mean, it's just it's just the whole vibe. I mean, but that's why I didn't really put it in. I'm like that's kind of specific. I well,
1: like. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I, I like um how quiet it gets when it snows when you're walking around mm. after that a, was a snowfall, just how quiet.
1: Especially when you walk outside and you're excited and you've been talking about it or like you've been putting your stuff on the commotion of getting outside and you go out, you do those first two crunches.
0: Yeah. And yeah, and it's just silent. It's like I love
1: that, that. Deafening silence between. In clouds in the snow. Ooh, ooh, maybe that should have been on here for us. Ooh.
0: I love silence. I got 3 more real quick. I'm just going to give them real quick. No I love paper airplanes. I love when you're driving on the highway and then you hit that stretch of like fresh blacktop. And okay. It also it okay. gets quiet. I like that. And I like the uh um in in the Guns N' Roses song Paradise City, I love how they incorporate like a like a whistle, like a uh you know, uh Policeman's whistle, or like a, you a referee know, a whistle. whistle, yeah. Referee, yeah. There's like that one part where it just has that
1: Man, you had me up until ro- uh, whistle and the Guns and Roses song. I was so close, I almost came. <laughs> no, but that's that's strange. Um, no, but I, I like a lot of this, I like yeah. this very much. Uh, the only other two I wanted to mention uh, were creative swearing. Mm. Like uh,
0: like, uh, I called someone a fuckwad the other day,
1: yeah, or like a fuck donkey, or um, you know, giraffe chicken, something just <laughs> bizarre. Like, I, I like when people get creative with their insults, just to like, you know, at a time in, in our society where like we're having a reckoning with being derogatory to people, uh, as like way too much of our culture. I like when people get creative and just like kind of play on the the ridiculousness of of that, and just like trying to sort of uh, I guess sort of co- like turn our anger into comedy. I think is what it really is for me. Is yeah. when you take anger and turn it into comedy, maybe there's a window there to take anger and have us all deal with it better. I don't know. That, that's yeah. an, that's a topic for another time. But I also well, like I, I
0: like how uh, like horseshit. And bullshit are completely different things.
1: Oh yes. Yeah. The expression can, can yeah. be very varied. Very varied. Yeah. Uh I also like seeing someone eat shit.
0: Oh yeah, just not seeing like, someone fall like down or yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Hurt. Right. I mean like eat shit in a in a very satisfying way, or just take a digger down a set of stairs and just like one of my
0: simple shit. pleasures is uh two girls, one cup.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not I'm talking more like One girl with a broken high heel shoe, like sliding face first and then halfway down the stairs, tumbling over herself. Uh, but then being okay at the end, it's just like you know, yeah, everybody. I mean, I've done it, you've done it, we've seen each other do it where we just we trip over something stupid and and we we fall face first, uh, over something that was very much avoidable, but you know, we had our dumb moment and it's. I, I like that it's brought joy to someone else when I've beaten shit because it's brought joy to me. It's brought joy to me when other people have done it.
0: For sure, man. That's like what I spend most of my time watching on YouTube.
1: Fail <laughs> <They all laughs> videos everywhere. All yeah. right. So what's your number one, dude?
0: My number one? Petting dogs.
1: Whoa. No shit.
0: Yeah, man. I, you, can't, I mean, you can't walk by me if you got a dog and I'm, I'm going to ask if I can pet it. Man, probably uh, I might even ask like as I'm already petting it. Like that's that's one thing I just always love. I love if people people are walking around with a dog. I say, Hey, can I please pet your dog? And they're like, Oh yeah, sure. And just love love petting dogs, man.
1: This might be evidence that this is gonna be another reoccurring episode like our things that annoy us because I can't believe I didn't even think of that when I was coming up with this. Love petting dogs. Yeah. Of of course. If the dog tell me he's a good boy or tell yeah. me she's a good girl. It's yeah. such a lovely thing.
0: It just makes you feel good. Yeah, that was like an easy number one. Like when I was putting my list together, I'm like, well, petting dogs is on there, you know? Hell yeah. For sure. What about you?
1: Well, my number one is an all classic. It's a uh, cold beer on a hot day. There you go. Uh, Especially when you're doing some sort of work outside, whether it's picking up dog shit or it's, uh, you know, constructing a barn, Uh, doing some sort of work or, or just like being under the oppression of a hot day in any shape or form and then you just got a nice cold beer Or or you could even translate this to any old cold beverage but for me personally that little alcohol to loosen you up and that like ice cold real fizzy beer i mean it's probably got to be a lager or something uh you just take a sip of it and it just feels like the greatest relief it feels existential. It feels like you're more than human in the moment. It feels like you're transcendent, and then you get to drink the rest of the beer.
0: You exhale a little bit of petrichor.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you exhale an essence of the earth, uh, whether in belch or simple breath. Yeah, and man. It just you know it, it well rounds out your experience. Whatever it may be, you're in con- you're, you're in concert with nature. You're outside. You you may be just sitting on the asphalt out back of your bungalow, but you got a cold beer and it's hot and you want refreshment. And so you drink it and you feel good. It's a simple pleasure.
0: Classic. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Could, hey, beer companies, feel free to use that monologue in your next commercial. Hey, there you go.
1: Want that in your commercial? It, it, it is here for purchase. It <laughs> can be bought easily.
0: That's right. All right, man. Well, um, you know what else is a simple pleasure? Getting a five-star review on iTunes. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, hey. Tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your friends about the podcast. Follow us on follow Instagram,
1: us. Twitter. You can follow me on untapped at Madalocalypse. Yeah. I'm serious. Come find me. See if you can find me. You try and do it. But, yeah, Twitter. Are we on Instagram? I don't know if we're on Instagram. Yeah,
0: we we're not on Instagram now. We don't Instagram, need Instagram. But we're on the Twitters. What will and, we put pictures of? Yeah. You know, tell Twitter. us what you think
1: simple pleasures are. We want We really want to hear it. Yeah. Like, what should we be looking for? What should we be appreciating more in life? You go appreciate yourselves. Have a lovely day. <laughs> exactly. Later. See ya. You can subscribe to the We Rank Things podcast on iTunes, so go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. You and all your friends can also find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can find more info about us on our podcast at WeRankThings.com, and you can let us know what you think about our rankings at WeRankThings on Twitter or at werankthingspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to the We Rank Things podcast.